Good morning, free worship. Good to see you. Go ahead and stand to your feet if you would. So good to see you out with us this morning. It's the end of our 21-day fast. I thought that would excite a few of you, right? It's, it ends tonight, uh, the 21-day fast. So uh, those of you that have been participating in it, I pray that pray that you've heard from God because uh, it's just a powerful way. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the sermon uh, today. But just good to see you. Good to be collectively together. Could we take a few moments and welcome those by iCampus today? Welcome those. Can we give them a hand clap of praise and thank God for them joining us, several joining us. And if you don't, if you don't do anything else today, go back and watch the recap of today because the, the media team have really put together a really uh, different viewpoint, I guess you'd say, from, from iCampus. And so there's a lot of different cameras in here now. And so they've done an amazing job. And so we want to thank them for the work that they've done. They've been running around all morning doing that. And so uh, thank you so much for that. But you'd have to go back and watch it. It's, it's really, really, looks really good. And so you guys did an amazing, amazing job for for that. All right, we got Kids Zone going to meet at the door. So if you're here and uh, you want to go with the Kids Zone program, you meet at the door. Your leaders will be out front. So we'll give you just a few moments to do that. All right, and before we take up the offering this morning, go ahead and let's take a few moments and maybe shake hands with somebody. Take a few moments, hug somebody's neck, let them know you're glad to see them this morning in corporate worship today. have several ways you can give today so this is our time of worship this morning we worship with our tithes and with our offerings today and so we do it the old-fashioned way because some people still like to give in the buckets you can give on the kiosk out front uh, you can text the word fw Sheral to 77977 or you can scan with your phone the qr code uh, right here so we have made it absolutely as easy as we possibly can so that so that you can be obedient uh, in your giving today. So go ahead and bless the Lord and just at this time just worship Him with your tithes and offerings. And I'm telling you, this is a time that we come back and we say, God, thank you. You provided this week and we just, we thank you, God. And so just worship the Lord with your tithes and with your offerings today. And, and then we'll go into the Word in just a few moments. So two Sundays ago, just remain standing with me just for a few moments for the scripture, and we're going to get to it uh, pretty quickly here. So about two weeks ago, I preached a, a message with three very simple uh, points that have come up a couple times uh, over the last week. And so number one, the first point was, I'm ready. I'm ahead, excuse me. <laughs> number two is, I'm ready. I wasn't. I'm ready. And number three is, I am the answer. But here's what I want to tell you, because it was just unusual the way God used this, this scripture in second in 2 Kings, and so God took me back to 2 Kings, chapter number 6 again this week, and I told some of the guys this morning, I said, y'all know me, y'all know I argued with God about it, because I'm like, God, I just, I just preached from that story, 
Now, I had some other pastors in the community said, you can preach it again. Half of them wouldn't even know you preached it to me. I'm like, I said, I'll take offense to that because my people listen better than that, right? My people, my people listen a lot better than that. And so today it's going to be, you know, I say this a lot. I say today's going to be a familiar scripture. Well, if you're here two weeks ago, it's going to be a very familiar uh, scripture uh, to you. But God took me back to it, and I'm going to go right back uh, again in 2 Kings because God showed me some really good stuff that I didn't teach the first time, okay? So it's not that I'm teaching that message. If you want that message, you go back and watch it, but I'm teaching an entirely different message using the same scripture uh, that God gave me two weeks ago, and I don't know that I've ever done this before. But 2 Kings chapter number 6, beginning at verse number 8, the Bible says, Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel, and after conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. Uh, how many use that terminology? Let's go to such and such, and that's what the scripture is saying. The Bible says, And the man of God sent word to the king of, of Israel, Beware of passing that place, but the, because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on that place indicated by the man of God. Talking about Elisha. And time and time again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on guard in such places. Maybe, just maybe, God sent you this way because he's going to send you a warning of some stuff that God wants to share with you today. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, I left out some warnings that God wanted out this week. And the Bible says this enraged the king of Aram. And he summons his officers and he demanded, tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel. Verse number 12 says, none of us are my lord the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, you know that God man, that prophet who is in Israel, he tells the king the very words you speak. Watch this. Even in your bedroom. Even in your bedroom. Y'all thought y'all's phone was listening. God's listening. Hello, somebody. Listen, verse number 13. Go, find out where he is, the king ordered. So I will send men and capture him. The report came back. He's in Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and strong forces there. Now, you got to remember, this is representative of the enemy. Okay, this is not the good guy. This is the enemy. And he sent strong, sent strong forces. And they went by night. And they surrounded the city. The Bible says, And when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Watch this. A servant said, oh, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those that are with them. I don't know who needs that this morning. That might be the word that you need. Listen, that might be the very reason that God got you up this morning. There are more with us than are with them. And Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. And then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. Listen, have you ever wondered what you may be walking through, yet you don't see it? Has it ever? I want you to marinate on this before we sit down. Listen, have you ever wondered the things that you may just be passing by? And you're not even noticing those things. Because sometimes there are some things that are right in front of us 
that have been there the entire time, but we miss it. Listen, but we don't, we don't see it. Listen, we're blind. And I preached on the blindness last time. But watch this. We're blind not because we can't see, but we're blind because we're not looking for it. Listen, we're blind because we're not looking for it. You may be seated all over the house today. And companies like to do this. Listen, companies love to put stuff right before your eyes and you absolutely don't even see it. Now, I'm going to show you all a few things today that this week, when your wife has ordered on Amazon, you're going to look at that box and you're going to rem remember my message because Amazon has something hidden. How many saw a package at the door this week with Amazon on it? Come on, let's just, we'll have an auto call in a few moments, but let's just, <laughs> exactly. Tara, you better raise your hand. <laughs> Girl, how about, every, how about every day this past week? Anybody? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay, we'll have, uh, no, we didn't get one every day, but at least two. Two to three. <laughs> oh, now they're pointing at the wires. I'm, like, I'm going to raise my hand, but it ain't, it ain't me. <laughs> well, watch this. Amazon's trying to show you that they got everything from A to Z. That's what they're trying to show you in that logo. Listen, they're also trying to show you that they can put a smile. You can go to the next slide. That you, they're going to put a smile on your face. Now, I know everybody pretty much saw the smile, right? But did you know that it was pointing there to show you that Amazon has everything from A to Z? Guess what? It's been there all the time. But I bet you didn't see it. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But how about this one? How about FedEx? FedEx has put right in the middle of their logo, they've put an, an arrow. Switch it, yeah, an arrow. You see it on the side of that truck all the time, but you miss it. And, and their slogan is, they're moving forward. They're moving forward. They're moving, a, moving ahead. Watch this, Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins has how many flavors? Right in, the middle of their, right in the middle of their logo, they've got it printed there, and it's been there all the time. And y'all go in there and say, how many flavors you got? And they're like, man, it's right. It's in the logo. It's in. Or how about this one? Anybody seen this one, the Tostitos? Got two people eating sauce and chips right in the middle of your bag, and you ain't even seen that. Go to the next slide. Look, look right there. Look at the bag the next time you see it. It's stuff that's right in front of our eyes. And listen, some of you have missed this for years, and it's not because you're blind but it's because you weren't looking for it. Come on, Pastor, that's good preaching. Listen, it's not because you're blind, but because you are not looking for it. And sometimes there are those things that we are blind to. And listen, it's not that we are unable to see it. I want to make sure I nail this home today. Listen, but it is because we are not looking for it. Listen, and if you are not looking for it, then you're going to be blind to it. Somebody say amen. Let me just bring that down to where we can understand it because see, it's hard to see opportunities when all you're looking at is being offended. Hello, Pastor. That's good preaching. Listen, it's hard to see people that you need to serve when you're too busy looking for people to serve you. Come on, I'm trying to preach in the house today. Listen, it's hard to see those. It's hard to see where you fit in when all you're looking at is where you don't. Hello, listen, I'm telling you, it's hard, it is hard to love when all you see is hate. Listen, I'm that, that is my 24. I'm going to give you my political message for 2024. Listen, it's why the Democrats and the Republicans cannot get along because you will never see love when all you can see is hate. Come on, Pastor, preach. Listen, I'm telling you, listen, you'll never see success when all you see is failure. You'll never see right when all you can see is what's wrong. I'm trying to help us in the house today. It's hard to see the things when you are not looking for the things and therefore you are blinded to them. Listen, so it reminds me, it reminds me of that guy that was at the gate called Beautiful. You know, he sat there and he'd been crippled since, since birth. And since birth, he's been having people tote him 
the church. Now, I got to give him that because at least he got there, right? He had people toting him to get there. Man couldn't even walk, but he said, you know, I'm going to find me somebody to make sure that they get me there. But the reason he wanted to go there is because he wanted to beg. And so I want you to get this because he went through the, the motions every time of going and, and begging and expecting somebody to give him, give him something. And here's what I thought about him is that he was not looking for things to change. Listen, he wasn't looking for things to be different. And people would pass him by and he'd take his little cup and he would begin all of a sudden putting his cup out there and hoping that somebody would put it. And I thought about this. Listen, he was blind to life because he could not see beyond his cup. Listen, he, he was blinded to change that could take place in his life because all he was concentrating was on that cup. All he was concentrating on making sure that he had that daily need met. He wasn't worried about anything. And I'm telling you, sometimes we become blind by our current circumstances and we cannot see beyond what we are currently in. Listen, and there's so much more that God has to offer for us. But thank God Peter and John came by. <laughs> Listen, thank God Peter and John came by. And that man looked up and what did he do? He went to jiggling his cup, hoping that he was going to get a little change in his cup. You know the story. What did Peter say? He says, silver and gold have I none. He said, man, I ain't got, I mean, you ever done that coming out of Walmart? Man, I ain't got no money on me. That's why I tell them. Oh, we take credit cards. Bye. <laughs> you know, Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Listen, Peter and John stopped by and said, silver and gold have we none. But he said, but what I do have, I'm going to give you in the name of Jesus. And he told him, you can rise up and walk. And I submit to you that this man was blind. Listen, because all he had was a cup mentality. He was blind because all he could see was what his current circumstances were. I'm trying to help us in the house today because so many times when we get so caught up in our own little mess, we get so caught up in our own little stress that we can't see that there's a lot more beyond the little cup because we become blinded to those things. Listen, and Peter and John, listen, had it not been for God sending them, I believe he'd still be lame today. Listen, I believe he'd still be lame today. I think he'd still be looking for coins today because he was blind to change. Listen, because all he was doing was looking for a handout. Watch this. I, I, I put it like this. He was blind to a leg up. <laughs> oh, they said, silver and gold have our number. Rise up and walk. Get them legs up and let them walk. Legs Walk. And so the question is not what do you see? The question is what are you looking for? Listen, what are, what are, you, what are you looking for? Because sometimes the hardest thing to see is the things that are right in front of you. Listen, are those things that are, that are right in front of you? But in the story today, the king of, of Arab, he's, he's the enemy. He's the, he's the bad king. And here's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be able to attack by surprise. He wanted to ambush. Now, I don't know about you, but ain't that the way the enemy likes to do us? Listen, the enemy don't L-U-K. You know what I'm saying? Let me help the old people. He don't let you know. I mean, the enemy don't let you know. The enemy don't let you know that he's going to fight you. No, no, he likes to get you out of nowhere. That's why the Bible says he is as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may ambush, seeking who he may desire, sneak, sneaking up on who he may go after. He likes to catch us out of, out of nowhere. And so this is the way the king of, of Aram wanted to attack. He wanted to attack in the, in the same manner, but there was a problem. <laughs> there was an MOG in the house. Come on. Man of God. I'm, I forgot. A man of God. There was a, there was a man of God, and his name was Elisha. 
And Elisha was getting the 411. Elisha was getting the intel, if you would. Elisha was, was knowing exactly when he was going to attack. Elisha knew exactly where he was going to attack. And so he went out and he told the king of Israel, he says, listen, don't go here because this is where they're going to try and ambush you. Listen, don't go here because this is where he's going to try and, and, and show up and attack you. And can I tell you, when I read through that, I thought about that. That is the power of the Holy Spirit that's living on, on the inside of us. Listen, the same spirit that was nudging Elijah is the same spirit that you got on the inside nudging you uh, and nudging me. Come on, maybe this is too deep for a Sunday morning. But listen, if you are a born-again believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And if you just quiet everything around you, listen, the Spirit of God will be able to nudge you and tell you, and tell you some things. And listen, that's why we've been fasting for 21 days. That's what fasting does. Fasting quiets the noise around you. Listen, fast and quiet the tinkering of, of, of your situation and of your circumstance so that, so that you can hear the Spirit of God and let the Spirit of God speak uh, to you. And listen, He does that. And a lot of times you don't give the, probably don't give the Spirit credit where the credit is actually due to the Spirit. But, but He nudges you and says, no, nah, I don't even respond to that. Come on, you know He does that. He does it to me. Don't even respond. Listen, just, just, let, just let that go. Listen, if y'all want it in biblical terms, the Spirit will tell you, you better turn the other cheek. Listen, just, just turn the other cheek. Don't even speak. Don't even get yourself, don't you get yourself fired. Don't say, let's go home to the job. Listen, don't, don't get yourself fired. Don't, don't say anything. Just going to do what they want you to do. You know the Spirit has told you, don't you post, don't you reply. Some of you didn't listen. You did anyway. But I'm just saying, we'll have all the call in a minute. But that's how the Spirit of God nudges you. Don't order anything else off of Amazon. I feel the Spirit. I'm just, no, I'm just speaking. But I'm just, you know what I'm saying? The Spirit nudges us and the Spirit talks to us. So here's the good Sunday morning news for you. We have the 411. Listen, we have the ability to have the intel. We have the ability to have the, the information. But can you just imagine how it irritated the king of Aram? Listen, does it just, a, does it just a, even make you fathom how mad he would get when he would plan this attack? When, when, when he would map out where he was going to go and he would gather all of his militant men and, and, and he would haul all of his stuff and, and he would load up all the chariots and the horse, horses and, and would plan this attack and get all the uh, military on, on a move and all of a sudden get there and there'd be nobody to attack. Now listen, this didn't just happen one time. The Bible says time and, and time again. It just it kept happening. Can, can, you, can you imagine how it frustrated Ooh, don't you know when you listen to the Spirit of God, don't you know it frustrates the enemy? Y'all do know that, right? When, when you listen to the, to the Spirit of God, and it could be something so simple, and, and you listen to the Spirit of God, it frustrates the, the enemy. But I want you to flip that. Flip that from the attacker, but the one being attacked. Oh, because here's where we probably are. and Because you know good and well, they were frustrated and aggravated too. Because you've got to remember the king of Israel had his army. And the king of, of Israel kept having to redirect them. And, and, and I'm sure they didn't completely understand. And I'm sure they got irritated because their plans kept changing. And have you ever been there where you feel like you were working the right plan, but all of a sudden things had to irritate you because God had to change you and God had to move you? Just think about his army. Think about how they were. He said, no, nah, guess what? We are not going down there that's not the plan that's not where we're going to go we're going to head in an entirely different direction well watch this here's what God gave me you might want to write this down listen sometimes your redirection is for your protection come on you need to hear this today listen sometimes uh, your redirection is for your 
protestation. Come on, listen. Sometimes God has to close doors because he's trying to get you to the place uh, that God needs to get you. So listen, maybe we should stop all of our whining and just wonder why things happen the way that they did. Maybe, just maybe, God's trying to redirect you. Listen, that redirection. Who look to your neighbor and tell them the redirection. Come on, it's for your protection. Oh, I had to tell, come on, tell them it's for your, don't give them just half of it, get in the whole thing. It's for your pro, it's for your protection. Listen, and I know you don't understand it. Listen, I don't understand it when I'm in the middle of it. Listen, it's easy to come up here and preach it in a, in a sermon, but listen, how about the next time God redirects us, we just stop and say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Listen, thank you, Jesus, for closing that door. God, I don't understand it. God, I don't know why you're closing the door, but you know what? Whatever plans of mine you have to change to do it for my protection, God, I ask you to do it. Come on, somebody ought to ask him right now. God, whatever it is you need to change, God, however you need to redirect me, God, I want your protection. Listen, are you okay with God changing your plans? To protect you? <laughs> Think about it. I know you're not when you're doing it. I know you get irritated, but, but, but I'm just saying we got to be able to say, God, thank you. Listen, thank you, because I promise you this. Listen, later on down the road, you look back and say, ooh, that's right where they were going to attack. That was exactly the spot that, can you imagine the, the children of, of Israel, the, the army of Israel, when, when they finally look back and they're like, I'm, our army sergeant knows a little something, don't he? Somebody getting to him and letting him know just a, a, a little something. But you, you know the story uh, that I'm teaching to you today because, one, I just read it to you, but, two, because I've already preached it. But the, the king of Aram, watch this, he gets his men together. This is because somebody leaking some information. Y'all remember I told you that two weeks ago? Somebody was telling what they weren't supposed to be telling. But watch this, here's what I didn't preach. Because he says to his men, he said, which one of y'all doing it? And they all like, no, nah, ain't none of us. Ain't none of us, dear Lord. Mm-mm. Ain't none of us. It's, it's, it's Elisha. And I want you to watch this because time out just a minute. A soldier in the enemy's camp had supernatural insight. Oh, pastor, that's way too deep for us in the morning. <laughs> watch this. Listen, to a, a soldier in the enemy's camp had supernatural insight. Inside, Listen, he said, uh, they got a man of God over there, and his name is Elisha, and he's telling them exactly what he's doing. Listen, you say, well, how do how you know it's supernatural insight? Listen, they even know what you are saying in your bedroom, king. They got it all the way down to understanding what you are saying behind closed door. Listen, could it just be that sometimes that the people of this world have better insight than the people that are in God's army? Listen, that's scripture. Okay, I'm going to give you the scripture for it. I'm glad you asked for it. Listen, because the enemy knew. The enemy knew. Somebody spoke it and told him. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says, For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. That's what the Word of God says. So that's telling me that you can be churched and blind. Listen, that's telling me that you can know all the scripture and be blind. You say, come on, Pastor. I, you got to show me some more scripture. That God, I'm glad you asked because that's the Pharisees, folks. Listen, that's exactly how the Pharisees were. They knew all of the Scripture. They had studied all of the law. Listen, they, they were living under the Word, but when the Word in the flesh dropped in front of them, they were like, whoa, what's happening here? This, uh, something ain't right. Something's messing up. It all of a sudden upset them, and they did not understand what they thought they understand because they were blind. Uh-huh, they were blind. So you can come to church, and you can do all the church things, and yet be be blind. And so the Elisha upsets the king, and the king says, tell me where he's at. Mm-hmm. You, you, you tell me where he's at. And they said, well, I don't know how they knew it. I'm just, they got this insight. Listen, they say he's in Dothan. But watch the scriptures, because I didn't teach this last time. Watch the scriptures in verse number 14. So what did this evil 
king do? He, the Bible says in verse number 14 that he sent his horses and his chariots and a strong force. I'm gonna tell you, I didn't even see that the first time I preached this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it now. Watch that. A strong force. And watch this. I didn't teach this. And they went by night. Ooh, that's important. That's important. They went by night. The Bible says they began to surround the city. And watch this, because the Bible says in verse number 15, when the servant of the man, which was Elisha, Elisha's servant, when he got up, watch this, the next morning. Now, y'all do know before Elisha went to bed that night, he knew that he was being surrounded. Y'all got that right? I mean, if he had so much intel that he knew every time that they were going to attack and he was able to tell the king of Israel where not to go, you better believe when Elisha went to bed that night, he's like, yeah, they're they, 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 they stocking up around me. Yep, yep. They began to set up all around him. He knew that they were plotting against him. I want you to get this because Elisha knew that they were moving in on him. And guess what? He didn't stay up all night pacing the floors thinking, what in the world are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. I know they're out there and I know they're beginning to surround me. No, no. He wasn't up and down all night thinking, what am I going to do? You know what he was doing? <laughs> you know what he was doing? This is my old sleeping bag from about five years old. Benji. He's asleep. Knowing that the enemy was lining up against him. He's asleep. Listen, you know you can trust God. Listen, you know you got, can trust God. Listen, when the doctor gives you a bad report, but you... Listen, you know you can trust God when things are not going your way and the enemy is attacking you, but you... Listen, but you sleep through the night. Listen, there is something about knowing that God has everything planned out and God has everything under control that we do not have to worry about it. You know your faith is strong. Listen, you know God is on your side when the enemy is attacking, but yet you cannot sleep. Listen, you can worry yourself if you want to, but I'm going to tell you, worry will not help a thing. The Bible says that the worry is not going to give you one thing. All it's going to do is take from today. Listen, I know you don't understand it. I know you don't have all the answers. Listen, but go on and go to bed and rest well and know that God is going to take care of you. Man, Elisha was surrounded, yet he was sleeping. Listen, you know why? Because he knew the weapon was forming. He just knew it wasn't going to prosper. He knew it wasn't going to prosper. He's like, listen, the Bible promises us that. It says that they may, they, they may, they may, they may form, but they will, not, they will not prosper. You know you've got unshakable faith when you can be surrounded, when things are not going your way. Listen, when you feel like everything is piling up against you, but yet you rest well, <laughs> yet you sleep all night long. Matter of fact, if you think about it, the only time in the Bible that you find Jesus asleep, the only time you find him snoozing is when he was in the middle of a horrific storm. Where did they find him? Where did the disciples find him? They found him down in the bottom of the boat, sound asleep. Why in the world is that even important? Jesus is trying to teach us. He is our example. Y'all better pick this up while I'm laying it down. He's trying to teach us that you can rest even in the middle of your storm. Come on, I'm trying to help somebody. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but 2023 has been restless for you. Come on, I'm going to give you a little prophecy this morning. 2023 has had some restless nights for you, but God sent me this way to tell you that 2024, is a time that you can sleep even when you are being surrounded because God has your back. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. And here's what's so interesting because Elijah's servant acted just like the disciples in the boat. <laughs> Think about it. They acted the same, both of them. Look at verse number 15, and I, I wish I could do it, but I, I believe it was in a real high-pitched, girly voice. He can say, ah, 
what, I can't even do it. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, and look what the disciples did. And I believe theirs was just the same when the storm was there and they ran down into the bottom and said, teacher, don't you even care that we drown? I listened. They said it in a big high pitch voice. Matter of fact, can you get those two questions on the same slide? Ronald, you come on. Nicole, if you'll put those two. I want you to see this. The same question. Watch this. What shall we do? That, that's, what the, that's what Elijah's servant came and said. Now watch this. Don't you care if we drown? Now, I'm going to tell you something. Both of those questions were asked out of fear. So I want you to see this because both, when you begin to fear, you will ask both of these questions. What, what am I going to do? I, I don't have enough money to, to, to pay the bills this month. What, what, what am I going to do? Listen, come on, I'm telling you. And then what fear does it lead you to the next question to say, God, do you not even care? Do you not care that, that I'm a tither, but yet I don't have the money to, to pay my bills? God, do you not care? That's exactly what happens because that is what fear does. And if we're just real this morning, fear is real. Come on, let's just keep it honest. I, I know I preach sermons about fear not, and I know the Bible says over 365 times, and we say, oh, there's a fear not for every single day. But let's just be real. Fear is an emotion that we have all felt. Listen, fear is an emotion that every one of us have, have gone through. But here's the thing. Listen, it's okay to feel it, but you've got to refuse to allow it to settle on you. Listen, you've got to refuse to allow it to take up residence uh, inside of you because greater is he that is in me than, than he that is in the world. But it is a real emotion. Come on, let's just keep it 100. It, it is. But I want you to see that. Leave, leave the two questions up because your answer is in the two questions. What shall we do? Don't you care if we try? Anybody see the same two words in, the, in, in both questions? Listen, the servants. Yeah, there it is. There's the answer. We. <laughs> we. We. Listen, and that word should actually build us up. Listen, listen, because Elisha wasn't scared. Listen, Jesus wasn't afraid because they knew that we is more than one. Listen, they knew that we means we are never alone. Listen, they knew that we means we're not doing life solo. Come on, can I remind somebody this morning that Jesus is our example. Listen, Elisha was a form of Jesus, if you would, in his day, and he was an example to all of them, and they were not afraid. They were not worried, and they were not fearful. Listen, because they knew that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, listen, if, you are, if you're doing life by yourself, I'm going to tell you, you better be scared. Listen, you better be afraid. <laughs> listen, I mean, I'm telling you, if, you, if you're doing life on your own and, and, and you don't need God or you haven't asked God to come into your life, I'm telling you, listen, you should be scared. Listen, but those of us who are born again, listen, we have no reason to be scared because we going to make it. Listen, because we can speak to the storms. And, and listen, whether, two different things happen with both of these stories. Put those scriptures up. Two, two different things happen because in one, Jesus reached out and said, peace. He's, he calmed it down. Just think about it. But watch. In this one, do you not care if we drown? I, I'm not going to put thoughts in Jesus' mind. I don't know what he thought, but I thought he thought, drowned. Are you kidding me? Let me show you what I got. And he said, peace. And all of a sudden, just, everything was just, or what shall we do? And watch this. He still allowed the army to surround him. Listen, I want you to see this. He still let the army surround all around him, but guess what? There was still nothing to fear. So that tells us two things. That tells us that sometimes he can call peace to our storms. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you. Sometimes, just like he did for, for the disciples, but, but sometimes he lets the enemy surround us. 
Listen, but watch in the scripture because I'm going to show you where we're missing it. Watch this in the, in the scriptures and I'm done. This is it. Matter of fact, go and stand all over the house. Watch, watch, what, watch what the Elisha told his servant. He said, I want you to go out. Watch this. I want you to look unto the hills. Hello. <laughs> I want you to look unto the, to the hills. And the Bible said he went and he looked and it was full. It was full of, of horses and chariots of, of fire. But I love what he told him. He said, look unto the hills. That's the same thing the psalmist told us. Listen, the psalmist told us, look unto the hills from which cometh your help because your help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and he made the earth. So I don't know who's been looking down, but God sent me this way to tell you you need to look up. Listen, stop looking down and stop looking around and look up. Come on, I need to say that one more time because you're going to miss it. Pick it up while I'm laying it down. Stop looking around, stop looking down and start looking up. Look unto the hills from which come your help for my help. It comes from the Lord. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. Today. We, we are greater. We are greater. Listen, he promised us, the writer of Hebrews said, he'll never leave you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I just wonder right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just me, you, and God, say, Pastor Chad, I know why God had re you re-preach that sermon, because I needed it. Would you just be real before God today? Listen, not for me, for God. I, I needed it. I needed it. I needed, I needed, I needed that, I needed that word today. Listen, that is your word for the day. It's not a sermon. I don't even like to call them sermons. So I seek God for a word, a word, and that is your word for today. Stop looking down. Stop looking around. Not even in my notes, but God just gave it to me. Stop looking down. Stop looking around and look up. Look into the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Listen, I believe God's got a straight word for somebody today to tell you, listen, rest, rest, rest. Stop losing sleep over stuff that he's handling. Listen, stop losing sleep over stuff that he's got, that, that he knows what he's doing. Listen, he's large and in charge. Listen, he's mighty and he's on the throne. Listen, if, listen, if you trust him so much to get you to heaven, certainly you can trust him to handle your situation. I'm telling you, if we, we can trust him. Listen, because I, I trust that. I trust that because I ask him to come into my life. Listen, I trust that if I leave here today, Listen, y'all can have a celebration. Y'all can, can have a good time because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in heaven. And I, and I know that. I trust that. I know that. And you say, well, how, how do you know? It's, a, it's the faith that I have on the inside of me. It's the faith that, that I trust it. Well, listen, you got to have that same faith to realize that he's going to get you through every circumstance. Listen, you got to look beyond you can. you got to look beyond. Get out of that little cup mentality to all you can see is what's right before you. And say, God, I, I trust you. God, I trust you. And folks, it's tough to do. I'm telling you, it's easy to preach. I promise you. It's easy to preach. It's tough to do. But listen, God's going to do it. And I believe that today. And I believe somebody needed uh, that word today. So we're going to open up the altar. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you never asked him to come into your life and, and to save you. Listen, you should be scared doing life. I'll just be honest with you. I'm being real, okay? You, you should be worried. You should be worried. But listen, if you know that you know, Paul said, I write these things that you may know that you have everlasting, eternal life. And if you know that today, listen, use that same faith to get you through what you're facing today. 
Here's that same faith, the same faith that you trust that is going to take you all into heaven. God is the same faith that I trust that you know exactly what you are doing. Oh, I, I think it was last week I preached it. He's already wrote your plan. He's not rewriting. He's not scribbling. He's not throwing away paper. He's not rerouting. He knows. He said, I know the plans I have for you, plans of good and not of evil to give you an expected and expected end. So today, listen, fear is real. And if you're struggling with it today, it's okay to say, to God, God, I'm just, I've been fearful over this. And God, I've worried about this. But today, God, I'm landed at your feet because I trust that you know more than I know. Listen, I, I trust that, 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 that you're up there orchestrating everything. And so today, I, I hand it to you. I cast my care and my fear and my worries on you. And he told us we could. He said, cast your care. My yoke is easy. His burden is light. And so you just, just cast your care on him. And Listen, it's a lot lighter load. Some of you toting a heavy load this morning. It's a lot lighter load when you give it to him and say, God, it's yours. It's yours. So we invite you to come. I invite you to come around this altar. Just, you don't have to come to the altar. You can do it in your seat. You can do it wherever you have. There's just something about coming to an old-fashioned altar and even in a contemporary place. Just now bowing before God. And